Hey everyone, this is Achuta Bhava from Nightlight Astrology, and today we are just going to take a quick look at some of the transits perfecting over the weekend, specifically the movement of Mercury and uh, Mercury heading through the heart of the sun in a Kazemi, and then what Mercury is going to be doing on the other side of that. So uh, let me just give you a look at this. First of all, this today's message is brought to you on part of a culminating Mars and Sagittarius, which could make things a little... Uh, you know, kind of frustrating or more agitating, a little bit more fiery, aggressive, and so forth over the weekend. Um, by Monday, Mars will move into Capricorn where it is exalted and it becomes a lot earthier. But uh, especially on Sunday, when Mars is moving through that 29th degree, don't be surprised that there's just a little bit more fire and tension and uh, you know, just the intensity of Mars in that critical degree over the weekend is something to watch for. But what I really wanted to talk about today is not so much Mars at the critical degree, uh, those critical last bound degrees, which are typically a, a bit more malefic, a, a, especially for Mars, it's just a little sharper and um, edgier, a little bit more explosive and hostile. So just be careful of Mars energy over the weekend. But um, also one of the things that uh, really has me kind of excited for the weekend is this. Here's Mercury moving through the Kazemi with the sun. So this is if we go uh, between Saturday and Sunday, you're going to see Mercury moving across the face of the sun, just like that by zodiacal degree anyway. And um, that is the Kazemi moment, the transformative moment of the cycle where Mercury has now gone through the death of setting, uh, you know, it was, it's an evening star and it's sinking into the underworld. It hits the sun and then it's, it's, it's as though it's being infused with new life and it's going to start to rise as the morning star where Mercury becomes um, a little bit more solar in nature. It becomes more idealistic. It becomes a more aware of um, what the ideal is. Usually that can be a little bit more future uh, um, future oriented. Whereas the evening star Mercury tends to be a little bit more about exchange relationship. It's a little bit more feminine in the evening. In the daytime, you're going to see it just being more assertive and idealistic. Uh, well, the other thing that's going to happen, which is interesting is as Mercury goes through the Kazemi moment, it is going to back into Capricorn where it then gets into a conjunction with Pluto. Now, what I find so interesting about this is here's a conjunction with Pluto, January 28th and 29th. Well, what's happening on that same day is the sun is crossing the 10th degree of Aquarius, which is where Mercury stationed at the outset of this retrograde period, and the sun will be squaring Uranus. At the exact same time that the sun squares Uranus, then it just crosses right over that square. Then we see at the same exact time, Venus is turning direct. And Venus will be turning direct in a trine with Uranus. So very close trine, not perfect, but very close. So you have the sun squaring Uranus as Venus is trining Uranus. Venus is turning direct. Mercury is conjoining Pluto. And then Mercury is turning direct. Just take it forward a few more days. And Mercury will turn direct. And it does so just as the sun is conjoining with Saturn. So why is that significant? Because let's go back to the beginning of this retrograde cycle and refresh. At the outset of this cycle, 
remember that Mercury was at about 10 degrees of Aquarius about to run into Saturn. Before it could do so, it refrained and turned retrograde in a square with Uranus. Here is what comes to mind. You're about to do something, but you think, hmm, I want to be sure whether or not I should do this. Or you're thinking something through, you're planning something, Mercury loves to plan and strategize, and you run into a, a, a limitation or an unexpected constraint or delay, some kind of problem, uh, or some limit, limited way of thinking about something, and you think, yeah, I'm just going to give this a think, and I need to come up with creative, new, innovative ideas or solutions, or you come up with one, but you don't know how to implement it. But there's something going on here with Mercury and Saturn, and then Mercury and Uranus. So I'm trying to represent that in, in different ways. It's going to look different for each person, but Mercury Saturn feels like an impediment. It's more, um, it's more, um, what do I want to say? Uh, confining and defining. Whereas Mercury Uranus is more exploratory. It's open-minded, it's inventive and experimental. So those, those tensions between Mercury Saturn and Uranus were at the outset of this cycle. So that has been toning what we've been working with or dealing with. And you really have to look at the whole sign houses in your chart to get a feel for that. Specifically, I would look at the house of Aquarius. Um, for example, in my chart, that's my 10th house career. We've been dealing with um, a bunch of uh, unexpected developments around some of the way in which we structure my online courses and programs and being, you know, trying to consider how, who, and what services we need to maintain some of it and maybe switching some services. But we've been thinking, trying to find creative solutions to some issues with video hosting and stuff like that. It's pretty mundane stuff, really not very exciting, right? That's my career house though. So it's, it's wherever it lands in your chart, just the process of trying to sort something out, trying to find a solution. What's the best structure to have in place? What are new innovative ideas? How do you implement them practically with success? Um, how do you take something eccentric or outlandish or exciting and also make it stable? Whatever the process has been, you could say this retrograde cycle has been about just that, figuring it out. Now, when this weekend, when Mercury crosses the face of the sun, it's like a reset moment. So Mercury is now emerging and, and ready to assert something. But it's, it has to go through a conjunction with Pluto, which means there's still some excavating that has to be done. And there's, there is um, the idea of a changing ideal. So Venus trining Uranus. And as this retrograde takes shape, uh, as the retrograde Mercury, excuse me, into the conjunction with Pluto takes shape, again, then we see, just circle it here to keep it organized. So look at the, this what we're going to see back to back. Venus is trining Uranus. The sun is going to go in a square with Uranus at the degree that Uranus was stationing, both of which feel like breakthrough. And what happens? Venus is also turning direct. So something about Venus's retrograde cycle is overlapping with Mercury's retrograde cycle. That makes sense. Venus turns retrograde, goes over the conjunction to Pluto. Right after it, Mercury came through a conjunction with Pluto, then turns retrograde, comes back over Pluto. So the things that are being excavated and brought up here are deep and intense. And yes, there's the, the, the spark and the electricity of Uranus maybe trying to implement things, uh, trying to overcome limits and obstacles. But in order to do so, there's some really deep excavation going on. 
And that excavation is, um, you know, in fact, like literally I've had like three or four dreams about, um, Egyptian tombs and mummies and like interesting, like subterranean underworld stuff since Venus has been, uh, you know, retrograde co-present with Pluto. Um, at any rate, not that you need to be, uh, decoding my mummy dreams. Uh, but, um, so here is a moment, uh, this is by a week from this weekend where Uranus hits the square to the sun, the light bulbs are going off. Mercury is about to station and turn direct after going back over Pluto. Venus is trining Uranus and Venus is turning direct. I mean, so whatever is happening, it starts this weekend. The, the reset or let's call it the potential for integration, problem solving, whatever this Mercury retrograde cycle has been about, you're about to see the dominoes start moving, start knocking over one by one to create some kind of shift. Uh, I know that's a little vague. Uh, we'll be trying to fill that out as we go. But one of the things that I look for over this weekend is to start seeing the bigger picture, like a gestalt moment where you just see all of the pieces coming together in a greater whole, like suddenly. And then there's, but probably what comes with it is when, once you see whatever this moment provides you with, it could also provide, you know, the kind of clarity that's like, it's like if you've ever been in your basement or your attic or something, and you're trying to figure out how to organize it. And suddenly you see it all right. And that moment is so clarifying because then you have a roadmap, you know, where you're going to go, you know what you're going to do, but then comes the work of, of like realizing what it all entails. And you hadn't realized it previously. And now you realize you're up to your neck in a kind of work you weren't anticipating. It just has that kind of feeling around it where it's good, the whole picture coming through a moment of insight or clarity, but then followed by the weight or the implications of that. And uh, there's, there's some excavating and some deeper, heavier stuff that's going to have to be worked through as uh, whatever this break, breakthrough signifies starts to show itself. So that's what, that's what I'm seeing sort of vaguely. Um, and again, what I'm anticipating over Saturday and Sunday in particular is that, um, because look, by Monday, Mars goes into Capricorn where it's in its exaltation. So the, 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 the big clear picture and the mobilization of will, effort, resources in the next three or four days will probably be pretty strong for a lot of people. Um, there's uh, a, a really defined momentum shift happening in the next week um, that is a big part of the early astrology of 2022 because it marks the uh, completion of a cooperative Mercury and Venus retrograde period um, that's been, you know, pretty dynamic. But also, you know, it's been hard to see how it's working on us because we've been in it, and I think we're going to start seeing it and getting the clarity not only with the Kazemi this weekend, but again, then next week when we see Mercury pass through Pluto, that there's going to be some real. Um, uncovering of things that have been hidden by that time. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's, it feels a little enigmatic right now, trying to untie all of it. So I apologize. It's a little vague, but we will, um, we'll keep, we'll keep up at, at this next week. Um, we'll also be looking next week at misconceptions about the sign of Pisces finishing off that series. We'll be moving into a series perhaps next week, or maybe the week after on the Tao Te Ching and just very simple, basic, uh, correlations between the Tao Te Ching and our practice of astrology. Um, so I'm really looking forward to, to that. 
Uh, I should warn you in advance, I'm not any great Tao Te Ching master. Um, Taoism, study of Taoism, the I Ching, and um, Taoist philosophy has been a side hobby of mine for many years. Uh, but I'm not uh, not going to pretend that I'm, uh, you know, any, any I'm not going to be feigning like I'm some Taoist master, just going to be looking at some very basic insights that can be drawn from the Tao Te Ching, especially in relation to our study of astrology. Uh, so more on that, though, to come. I hope you guys have a great weekend. If you have any good stories to share about any of the transits, the Mercury Kazemi over the weekend, use the hashtag grabbed or email us grabbed at nightlightastrology.com. Make sure you look at the whole sign house of Aquarius to get a feel for where Mercury has been doing its work, where this crystallization of insight might be coming from, where the breakthroughs might be about to happen. Uh, and I look forward to hearing your stories and uh, talking more next week. All right, take it easy, everyone. Bye.